Good morning! It's Sunday, March the 29th, and once again we are choosing not to be on campus, but to meet online here at Springville Church of the Nazarene as we navigate through these difficult days of dealing with COVID-19, the coronavirus. Today I'd like to share with you another teaching from the Bible, and so if you do have a Bible with you, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. If you don't have a Bible with you, I encourage you maybe just to pause this video and go and get it so you can follow along as we work our way verse by verse through Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Contrary to common assumptions, Jesus is not so much the answer man as he is the question man. As we read through the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus asks way more questions than he answers. More often than not, in fact, when Jesus was asked a question, he answered the question with a question of his own. In fact, if we add them all up, Jesus asked 307 different questions in the Bible. Now, some of those are the same questions, actually, repeated several times, but that's still a lot of questions. And today, I'd like for us to look at one of those questions together. I call it the worry question. In Matthew 6 and verse 27, Jesus asks, Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Seems like all kinds of people worry. Ignorant people worry. They don't know any better. Educated people worry. They know so much to worry about. Healthy people worry. They might get sick. Sick people worry. They might not get well. Old people worry. They're coming to the end of their lives. Young people worry because they have so much of life ahead of them. Irreligious people worry. They have no faith. And religious people worry. They have too little faith. We just worry, 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 worry. We're like the cow in the poem, the worried cow would have lived till now if she had saved her breath, but she feared her hay wouldn't last all day, so she mooed herself to death. <laughs> Someone put it this way, worries like sitting in a rocking chair. You spend a lot of time and energy doing something, but it gets you absolutely nowhere. Again, Jesus asks, Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? The worry question. Let's begin today's lesson by looking at the scripture together. Follow along in your Bible as I read Jesus' words here in Matthew chapter 6. We pick it up with verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will He not much more clothe you, you of little faith? 
So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let's kind of work our way through these verses together. Look again at the first part of verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Now let's be clear about what Jesus is not saying here. He is not saying we should show no concern at all about our basic needs for food, shelter, or clothing. He's not promoting idleness, nor suggesting that we shirk responsibility for providing for our basic needs or for the needs of our family. And he's not saying that we should just expect pie in the sky and the sweet by and by either. He's not advocating that we somehow turn over every life concern to him so that he can provide it for us on a silver platter. He's certainly not justifying an attitude of entitlement. Well then, what then is Jesus really saying here? Well, this phrase, do not worry, is probably better translated, do not be anxious or have no anxiety. The Greek word here speaks of something that distracts or divides our attention. Simply put, Jesus is warning us not to live a double life, claiming to be a Christ follower whose focus is on eternal things, while living a life full of worry and anxiety over temporal things. We must not allow the things of the world to distract us from the things of God. We must not allow our earthly circumstances to divide our hearts from our heavenly promises. Notice the last part of verse 25. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Well, the implied answer is, of course. There's so much more to life than food, shelter, or clothing. And yet it seems that we focus nearly all of our time and energy on these earthly concerns. We choose to neglect the spiritual in favor of the physical. We get so entangled in temporal pursuits, education, career, investments, possessions, entertainment, recreation, personal pleasure, yes, even toilet paper, that we don't have any time or energy left for eternal pursuits, worship, Bible study, prayer, ministry, evangelism. Follow along in your Bible once again as I read verses 26 through 30. Jesus says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will He not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Look at the birds of the air, Jesus says. See the how the flowers of the field grow. If God, in His infinite wisdom, has provided for their welfare, won't He do the same and so much more for us? I mean, nothing else in all of creation enjoys the relationship with God that we do. He is our Father, 
And we are His children. All the promises and purposes of God are laid out for our benefit and welfare. If only we could grasp this, we would never ever worry again. Besides, what does worry, what does anxiety really accomplish? Again, Jesus asked in verse 27, Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Anybody? No. You and I might take away an hour or two from our lives by worrying, but we surely won't add anything by our anxiety. Look at verses 31 and 32 again. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Jesus instructs us not to stress about the basic needs of life, food, drink, shelter, clothing. The pagans, that is, those who do not call God their Father, they're the ones who run after all these things, implying that unbelievers fret and worry as they anxiously pursue food, drink, shelter, and clothing. I mean, think about it. Hasn't life become all about chasing after these things? Advertisers, retailers, food service providers, internet sites, they all cater to humankind's lust after food, drink, shelter, and clothing. I mean, it's not just about food. It's about the best food, the gourmet food, the healthiest food, the latest diet. It's not just about drink. It's about juicing, energy drinks, lattes and cappuccinos. It's not just about shelter. It's about the biggest and the fanciest place that you can lease or buy and how you furnish and decorate it. It's not just about clothing. It's about designer clothing and the latest fashions. Yes, pagans run after all these things, and sometimes we Christians get pretty caught up in the madness as well. Now Jesus brings all of this into focus with this clear command in verse 33. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things, all these things, food, drink, shelter, clothing, all these things will be given to you as well. We'll come back to that verse in just a moment. But first, let's finish out today's text with verse 34. Jesus concludes, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Well, that's a look at the Scripture. Now, what lessons can we learn from our study together? There's so much that we could learn and apply from Jesus' words right here in this text. But let me narrow it down to three lessons about worry. Three practical steps that Jesus teaches us to take as we learn how to live worry-free lives. It all begins with, number one, an intimate relationship. Intimate relationship. Look at verses 31-32 one more time. So do not worry and say, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need Him. Don't overlook that last phrase. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. David put it this way, Psalm 27 and verse 25, Once I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. Simply put, the first step that we can take to learn how to live worry-free lives 
is to have an intimate relationship with God. That is, the closer that we get to God, the deeper our relationship with Him as our Father, the more that we understand just how much we can trust Him to provide for our daily needs. In difficult times like this, we have a choice. Either we can choose independence and we can step back in our relationship with God, or we can choose dependence and we can lean in to our relationship with God. I urge you to choose dependence. I urge you to lean in to your relationship with God more than ever before. Now that's not going to happen by accident. You're going to need to make some choices. Turn off the TV and turn on some Christian praise and worship songs. Put down your smartphone or your tablet and pick up your Bible. Spend some time and some serious reading. Wanting to know what to do with all this spare time as you shelter at home? Pray. I mean, intentionally set aside blocks of time to pray with a purpose. Pray for your family. Pray for your friends. Pray for your church. Pray for your government leaders. Pray for our world and this whole situation we're in today. Pray more than you've ever prayed before. So the first step we can take to learn how to live worry-free lives is to develop an intimate relationship with God. The second thing I'd like to talk to you about is in-line priorities. Again, verse 33, Jesus tells us to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. We ought to make sure that our priorities are in line with what Jesus says here. His kingdom and His righteousness. Two things are so very, very important to us. First, His kingdom. That speaks of our relationship with the church. And second, His righteousness. That speaks of our relationship with Christ Himself. Simply put, our relationship with Christ and His church must have first place in, his, in our lives. Everything else is to be kind of secondary to these two priorities. We must now uh, not allow anything at all in our lives to come before Christ and His church. Now notice the conditional promise at the end of verse 33. All these things, again, food, drink, shelter, clothing, all these things will be given to you as well. If, if we seek first Christ and His church, then God will provide our basic needs. In life. Now, when you think through this carefully, the solution to worry and anxiety is only logical. The birds and the flowers are cared for as long as they are in the environment, plan, and purpose for which God intended them. Now, kind of go with me on this, this is a little crazy, but if they had the free will to choose where to live and what to do, and the birds chose to live underwater, and the flowers chose to live in the middle of Highway 190, right here in Springville, would God still care for them? No. He might want to, but He wouldn't be able to do so. He would be thwarted in His purpose and plan by their wills. He will only care for them on His terms when they're living in the way that He created and designed them to live. Likewise, the environment that God intends for us is His kingdom. 
and His righteousness. When we choose to live according to God's design, then God provides for our needs. When we pursue the priorities of our relationship with Christ and His church, then we don't need to worry. But if we exercise our free will and choose to live outside of God's purpose and plan, then He may want to provide for us and protect us, but He'll not be able to do so because we are outside of His will. And so the second step that we can take to learn how to live worry-free lives is to make sure that our priorities are in line. Christ and His church must be first. One more thought. Number three. Incremental faith. Incremental faith. Did you catch Jesus' words at the end of verse 30? Oh, you of little faith. Notice He didn't indicate a lack of faith, but little faith as our problem. We have faith, but we have inadequate faith. And so, we worry. The solution? Look again at verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What's Jesus saying here? What this says right here. Live one day at a time. Don't waste your time and energy worrying about yesterday or being anxious about tomorrow. Focus your attention on living today to its fullest potential. Concentrate on making today the very best day that it can possibly be. Someone put it this way. You, can change, you can't change the past, but you can ruin a perfectly good present by worrying about the future. And the reality is, we can only live one day at a time. So we really only need enough faith for today. That's why I call this incremental faith. Life is lived in increments, moments, and we really only need enough faith to see us through this present moment, to live one day at a time. Three lessons about worry. Three practical steps that Jesus teaches us to take as we learn how to live worry-free lives. It all begins with an intimate relationship with God. Intentionally choosing to grow deeper and closer to God. Secondly, we need in-line priorities, giving Christ and His church first place in our lives each and every day. And then thirdly, we need incremental faith. Learning to live one day at a time for God's glory. That's it. The worry question. Jesus' question for us this morning is, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Let's pray. God, help us to learn, I pray, how to live our lives worry-free. And thank you for this reminder from Jesus, this very practical teaching that teaches us how to do that. There's so much to be learned and gained from these verses, so much that we can apply to our lives, especially right now, in these circumstances in which we live. And so God, we want to be worry-free. We don't want to live our days in anxiety Anxiety about the past and the future and messing up a perfectly good day today. 
Help us to learn how to trust you more. We have faith. God, would you increase our faith? Thank you for these moments we could share together as we learn. We want to be who you want us to be in everything we do, everything we say, everything we think. Help us to be so, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for watching and listening today. So we continue our journey through these challenging times. I invite you to follow Springville Naz on Facebook and to share these posts with your friends. Now before I sign off, I wanted to just share a few announcements with our Springville Naz family and friends. First, I want to say that we honestly don't know when we will meet together again on campus for Sunday worship. We've been listening and we've been evaluating on a weekly basis and we will continue to do so. So please continue to monitor our Facebook and website pages for the latest church news in that regard. I wanted you also to know that we have postponed the April 4th yard sale. We've tentatively rescheduled it for May the 2nd. Luann's move to Romania has been temporarily delayed as well. And so be watching for some more details in the monthly newsletter that will go out this week. I also wanted you to know that we've posted a couple of response forms on our website. The first form is to post any practical needs that you might have for assistance during this time. And the second form is for you to post any ways that you might be able to volunteer to assist other people during this time. I encourage you to check out our website for those two forms and maybe they'll be helpful in us helping each other. Finally, let me urge you to be faithful in your giving. You may mail your check directly to the church or you may use the Tidely app online. This is not about the church paying its bills. It's really, truly about trusting God both in the good times and in the hard times as well. Well, that's it for now. Please know that you are in my thoughts and prayers each and every day. And I just want to say God bless you and your family.